Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and I'm your host. Today I will be sitting down to talk with Derek from the film podcast called Underrated. And it's a podcast that looks at films that they believe to be, well, underrated. Derek is coming on the podcast today to talk about some underrated Christmas movies. I do want to uh, thank a couple of people who reached out to me concerning the podcast and its appearance on Spotify, that Spotify was for some reason only showing 10 past episodes at a time. And uh, I looked into it and it turns out that there was a setting on my podcast hosting network that I had to just switch the setting over so it would show all the pod- all the episodes, not just the last 10. So there are a couple of places like on Spotify, it was only showing 10 episodes at a time. So that's been switched over now. You should be able to see all 85 or 86 episodes, however many I have. I have. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting close to 100. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm also getting close to reaching 100,000 downloads uh, for the podcast, which just completely overwhelms me when I think about it, that uh, my episodes have been downloaded almost that many times. Thank you. I could not have done this without you all. I have great appreciation for all of you who do what you can to help share the podcast around. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Before we get to our interview, I got a couple of items I want to talk about. First of all, uh, it's been good to see Christmas Clatter back uh, back on the air and in your podcast feed. Um, if you have not been following Todd's podcast, Christmas Clatter, you know I really recommend you check out his channel. He has changed up the format just a little bit, so now he will broadcast his episodes live on YouTube every other Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, so you should definitely check that out and be a part of the live show. It, it's so much fun. You can uh, chat in the comments with the other viewers or uh, ask them questions right on the air through the chat. It's so much fun to be a part of an episode while it's being recorded. Uh, I don't know. I, I just really enjoy that. Then uh, this week, the week this episode drops on September 21st, Wednesday night, uh, I will be joining Todd for uh, a live stream and we'll be talking about the Christmas book and movie, uh, The Mistletoe Promise. And we'll be comparing the two to see how well they um, stack up against each other, what changes were made. And of course, uh, we'll be talking about Christmas. And it's a pretty Christmassy story, even though there's some dark elements to it. Um, Some actually surprisingly dark parts to the book. Not really graphic. It almost took me out of the story. But uh, I don't want to give any spoilers away from our discussion that's coming. Oh, and speaking of watching things Christmas related. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to earlier. He was talking about the goes wrong show uh, that's based in England and it's based on the the play that goes wrong. And then they did a Peter Pan goes wrong. And and then uh, he recommended you watch the uh, a Christmas Carol goes wrong. So I was able to find that and watched it. And let me tell you that movie, it was about 48 minutes long. It was so funny. I had never seen any of the, the Goes Wrong productions, so that was my first one, and it was just hilarious where this hapless acting troupe tries to put on a live production of A Christmas Carol, and, well, as the title says, everything goes wrong, and uh, it was just delightfully kooky. In 
it really felt Christmassy. There were some nice Christmas moments in it, even though a lot of it was farcical and and they were joking around and, and the stages and things were being messed up and everything. You know, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If not, please go out and see it. It was really worth the time. So that's what I've been watching lately. I've been eating some foods of the season. Todd at Christmas Clatter posted a picture and a recipe of his his wife made ooey gooey pumpkin butter cake. And so I made that because it sounded really good. I would have liked to have had some to try, you know, uh, on the episode. But we ate it all <laughs> within a weekend. Uh, it was really good. I've never had uh, butter cake before. As I mentioned online, I posted a picture of the empty pan. I think my wife gave me one of the best compliments when she said, this was really good. Please don't ever make it again. Because <laughs> we all probably gained several pounds uh, from that. Uh, but it was it was so good. Some Christmas updates for you there. All right. With that, we will head over for our interview with Derek from Underrated. I have a special guest on our podcast today. Uh, his name is Derek McDuff. He's from the Underrated Film Podcast. Underrated is a film podcast hosted by Derek McDuff, Alan Torres, and Ariel Ortiz. They cover underrated, underappreciated, and under-the-radar films. So if you are a film buffer, just tired of hearing about the same old cookie-cutter films, this is a podcast I'd highly recommend for you. So Derek, welcome to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm I'm excited to be here and talk about some Christmas movies. Yeah. I, well, I'm always excited to to meet new people and especially podcasters. It's always fun to, to get together and talk about your passion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're here to uh, talk about movies. But uh, before we get to that, uh, just tell the folks who you are and a little bit about your podcast. How did that all come together? Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Like you said, we are a film podcast. We talk about underrated movies um you know because there's so many film podcasts out there that talk about so many great films and obviously i listen to a lot of those but mm. there's so many films that never get talked about that are incredible stuff like silence martin sorsese silence from 2016 is one we covered recently and that is absolutely one of my favorite movies or um we're going to do a series right now of movies from before the 70s that never that are just kind of been forgotten or whatever so it's just mm. me and some friends we've always had really great movie conversations. We always wanted to start a podcast and we decided on that topic and we've been doing it for a couple of years now and we've had a lot of fun. And um, actually there's a couple of movies on this list that uh, we've definitely covered. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, now, did your podcast start during the pandemic or were you pre-pandemic? We're pre-pandemic, yeah. We started about, yeah, we started uh, March, 2019. So a year before the sure. pandemic started. and just by chance because we were for the first you know eight or so months recording all in person and then we were like okay this is getting a lot to schedule and stuff let's just do it all it's a lot easier if we just do it all online and then when everybody had to go online anyway um it made the transition to releasing the pod you know we didn't have to worry about like oh how are we going to figure out how to put out episodes so it worked out um i mean the pandemic was terrible. Nothing really worked out, but you right. know, yeah. uh, we, I know what we you were mean. at least prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, mine started because of the pandemic and, mm. and it, yeah. you know, some good things come out of it. So <laughs> yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. That's right. 
All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to have you come on to talk about underrated Christmas films. Now, I have no idea what movies he's going to talk about. Um, so that's part of the, what I'm finding exciting about today. Now, uh, we, we love movies. I, although my podcast talks mostly about uh, books and stories and things like that, uh, I am a big movie fan and I love film. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what you have for us today. So uh, I guess bonus points if people have heard of these films before. I don't know how obscure you're going, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not necessarily too obscure. Okay, um, but uh, there there's some ones. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save it for my list. Okay, okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, I I just know you'll have some great picks for us. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and turn things over to you and and talk about what you brought for us. Yeah, so um, you know, like we were saying, top five underrated Christmas films. And number five is one that, you know, people always have the debate about, oh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And mm -hmm. I am definitely firmly on the side of, yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's got all the Christmas stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And if you accept that, which I do, then you also have to reason that Die Hard 2 is a Christmas movie because that movie is, is just as much, if not more, Christmas because it's all about McLean is like, I got to go home for the holidays and see my wife and I'm stuck here at the airport and you know all the christmas kind of shenanigans start happening it's you know almost like a jingle all the way with all the like mishaps and everything that are very christmas related and you know mm. people are always traveling at christmas you're stuck at an airport and all you want to do is get home to your family and then what do you know you got to deal with yet another terrorist attack so As die hard too <laughs> thank you thank you die hard and i kind of wish the die hard series had just all kept kept the christmas theme or at least kept like the holiday theme like yeah die hard three could have been on halloween and die hard four could have been on like saint patrick's day and five could have been thanksgiving that would have been sure. cool but they kind of went away from that so it's i feel like it's something that people don't really remember about the second one is that yeah that that's also a christmas movie now that's that's a movie I need to revisit. I I've seen the first one uh, again just recently. I think in the last couple of years. But my my impression of Die Hard Two was is what you were saying. I, I almost enjoyed it more and it felt more Christmassy uh, than the first one even did. Uh, but yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, probably over ten years. Yeah. I had um, only watched it relatively recently. I think I actually watched it for a podcast I was guessing on and someone pitched it as like a Christmas movie. I was like, okay. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, that's definitely a Christmas. And the first one's obviously like a stone cold classic. Like it's one oh, of yeah. the best action movies ever. And the second yeah. one's like a, a solid sequel though. And it is, you know, it does have, it does all the things you kind of want from an action sequel and definitely gives you more of the Christmas vibes. I feel like. Now, I might have an unpopular opinion, but I actually like all the Die Hard movies that they've made. I've really enjoyed them. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> even, you go. Yeah. Even the later ones that are maybe farther away from what the originals were. But yeah, <laughs> it's Bruce Willis in an action movie. It, it entertains me. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a good choice uh, uh, coming in at number five. Uh, now, I, I do have to admit, I... I have said before that I did not think that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. Recently, I've been really rethinking that, though, so I might be persuaded to, to come to your side here. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope you come and see the lights, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I got a plan to watch. Uh, I might have to watch these two again and give it another thought. So. All right. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, uh, moving on to my number four, um, and this is a movie that I feel like is maybe a little more popular, but like didn't really get the critical respect that it deserved when it came out. And 
isn't really thought of in that kind of Christmas rotation, even though it is a stone cold Christmas classic. And that is the holiday uh, Nancy by uh, made by Nancy Myers, which is just such a good warm hearted movie. I hadn't seen it until I watched it in theaters and loved it when it first came out. So I was like a teenager. And then years later, like last year or something, I, I watched it again like, okay, does this hold up? And it absolutely does. It gives you all the warm, it's like a, this house swap. So you've got, you know, the classic English Christmas, but then you've got like the, the Christmas in LA at the same time. Um, it also is one of the only two movies ever to feature Mr. Brightside in a movie, which is insane because that's one of the greatest songs ever. And seeing Cameron Diaz rock out to that is, is mm. so great. But yeah, it, it gives you, it's almost like two separate Christmas movies that are kind of like, you know, you get your modern Hallmark Christmas and your classic one, and you have like the English and the romance and the Jack Black, and you have the guy who's like, ah, I was the one who wrote Casablanca or whatever. And it gives you all these little <laughs> Christmas vibes. And, it, and it's more than two a Christmas movie. I think the holiday is a very appropriate title for it because it starts before Christmas. It get, hits all like the kind of lead up to Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then it uh, ends on New Year's and I think there's there's also some Hanukkah stuff in there too so it really is just like a movie about the quote-unquote holiday season that was like two months you get like from like the end of November till the beginning of Jan uh, January where it is just kind of the season where everyone is celebrating different holidays they're putting up different lights they're having different traditions so I think the holiday really gets overlooked by a lot of people as one you should just turn on every Christmas. No, I know, I know of that movie. I haven't actually seen that one. Um, I, I think part of what kept me away was Jack Black. <laughs> he's oh. surprisingly good. He's like he? really charming. It's like he's in the romantic lead and yeah. you're just like, you're adorable. Like him and Kate Winslet in that movie are so like, you love them so much. It's, it's so great. I think I definitely need to watch that. I, I just never really got into Jack Black. Mm -hmm. until I saw him in uh, in the Jumanji movie, of all things. <laughs> like, wait, this guy's really funny. Yeah, he's great. He's great uh, at that. I don't, I don't know. I, I just kind of felt, found him annoying, I guess. But um, yeah, and then I, I've kind of warmed up to him now. And yeah, definitely. So yeah, I got to check that out. You know, see him as kind of like a romantic lead. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but, I think that was that, yeah, that time period where he was trying out different things. Like he did this and then he did like the kind of, a pseudo action league lead in King Kong, which didn't work mm. out, but this, mm -hmm. this was a much better, I think, flavor of Jack Black um, mm. than a lot of, especially since he's a lot more toned down. He still does his like, Ooh, Jack Black, I'm going to sing a song things a couple times, but it's not overwhelming. It's just to the point where it's just kind of like, Oh, this is nice. You're, you're a fun guy. I forgot he was in King Kong. I did see him in that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure movie. I like that. <laughs> that movie's fun. That movie, it's not it's great, fun. but it's fun. And it's, you have three hours to kill. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. All right. Uh, number three, what do you got? So my number three is another one that people might not think of as a Christmas movie and is a movie that I, that came out last year that I think really got slept on. Not a lot of people saw it. So this might be the, maybe the more, more obscure one on the list is the green Knight. Um, and this is, you know, an A24 film from David Lowry. And I think people don't really think of it as Christmas because it's set in King Arthur's court. Um, so, you know, the times really before all of our modern Christmas traditions existed, like there's no sleigh bells or lights, obviously, there's no Santa Claus, there's no reindeer, there's none of that. But it is still all about like 
the Christmas time because for anybody who hasn't seen it, the plot centers around a green knight who shows up at King Arthur's court and he challenges the whole court like and to inflict any pain upon him and then he'll return one year hence on another on Christmas Day next year. Um, and so Dwayne accepts his challenge and then he has to come back a year later and uh, meet his challenge again. Um, and so yeah, it is all about kind of like building up to Christmas. It's got all the Christmas stuff. You you've got the there was this video by um, Mikey Newman a couple of years ago where it's like, all right, the Christmas checklist, what makes a Christmas movie? Mm-hmm. And one of the big ones was like, there's always some kind of like family tension or obligation, you know, that's going on. Something where Uncle Billy lost something or, oh no, Catherine O'Hara left left him home alone, whatever it might be. There's always some kind of family drama. And th- that is definitely at the forefront of this movie. It's about you know, him wanting to live up to the legacy of his uncle Arthur and then all the stuff going on between him and his mom. And there's all this stuff about like gift giving that happens in the, in the middle of the movie where Joel Edgerton shows up and he's like, I got you this gift and you don't have to give me anything back. And it's, it is a bizarre, weird, just when a 24 of a Christmas movie that I have an absolute great time with one of the best movies from the last couple of years that I think a lot of people just kind of just missed and it's and it's hmm. it's a different kind of christmas movie but if you want to look at something that's maybe you know going to give you an alternate not not the modern uh conception of a christmas but definitely a, a still a real conception of a christmas that's a good one no that's uh the one with uh dev patel in it is is that right? yeah exactly yeah. yeah okay i remember i know i, I saw trailers so they should have they should have uh mentioned the christmas angle on that I yeah put it up yeah. higher on my watch list yeah that's another one awesome. i think yeah they just didn't really you don't really know that it's a christmas movie until you watch it and then even you don't really think about it too much but yeah it's definitely right. definitely a christmas film now i i know some will argue that maybe it's a film set at christmas rather than a christmas film there there, there might be a fine distinction there i don't know <laughs> But yeah, I, I would definitely make the argument that it is actually a Christmas film. I think they're, the themes in it are very Christmassy. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, there's a there's another uh, Christmas podcast. There's actually kind of a group of us, but uh, mm-hmm. the one one of the hosts of one of the sh- uh, others says that basically if he sees a Christmas tree in the movie, it's a Christmas movie. It can just be in the background. It doesn't matter. <laughs> See, that's interesting because this is before Christmas trees were a thing. So, right. you know. But he does go through a forest, so you know well, maybe there, that there counts. There's, that there's counts, evergreens. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally, no argument here. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. What do you got? Number two. So number two, and this one is one that I like went back and forth on putting it on the list because it's not an underrated movie at all. Hmm. Um, it's a very popular movie, but I do think it gets slept on as a Christmas movie. Like I think this is maybe one of my favorite Christmas movies ever uh, i don't put it at number one because it's it is a beloved movie and that's catch me if you can mm. uh, i think this movie is absolutely 100 percent a christmas film it's got all it's got the christmas tree in it there's a lot of stuff about christmas in it um i think people don't really think about it as a christmas movie because a lot of the film isn't set on christmas but all of the important events are um and for people who aren't familiar with it it's it's about a a runaway who becomes a um, con artist and makes up all these different identities and he's getting chased by Tom Hanks who's playing like an FBI agent and they only ever talk on Christmas that's something they bring up they're like it's Christmas we're talking again Um, every time they are talking it's it goes full-on 
all the Christmas aesthetics. He's got a candy cane that he's drawing circles with. There's chestnuts roasting on an open fire, all that stuff playing in the background. There's the lights, there's, and the climax of the movie, the emotional climax is also set on Christmas because, and and I'm going to spoil the ending a little bit for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, Um, but it is about, he, he escapes one last time a year after he got caught on Christmas, he's going back to America once uh, with Tom Hanks on the plane. Once again on Christmas, he gets out and he runs back and sees his mom. And he looks through the, the you know, the, he runs through the snow and the very, you know, the, the, the frost tinted windows through the lights. And he sees the trees and he sees his mom with, uh, he sees a little girl and he's like, where's your mommy? And she points and it's while Nat King Cole is playing. Mm. And it is just, the, the it's really a sad Christmas aesthetic because it is all about you know oh wow like she had Christmas is all about family and spending times with the ones you love and then that's the moment that he realizes like oh his family has moved on he doesn't have the ones he loved but then you know he does basically uh the movie kind of makes the point that he finds a new family he finds the, um, a new family with uh Tom Hanks's character um so mm-hmm. I think that this one it's got all, all the stuff you would want to see in a Christmas. I honestly think it's more it's got more Christmas stuff in it than a wonderful life per capita. And if you count it's a wonderful life as a Christmas movie, because a lot of that isn't set out at Christmas either. Right. Then you absolutely have, have to count Catch Me If You Can as a Christmas movie. Yeah, and that's uh that's what's getting me to rethink Die Hard because for the longest time I didn't think It's a Wonderful Life was a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And then I I actually sat down and watched it one year and was thinking about it. And I'm like, Oh, this whole thing takes place at Christmas time, even though it's like all memories. And I don't, I, so I finally confessed to my wife. I said, yeah, that's probably a Christmas movie. And <laughs> then I was like, well, let's see if I say that's a Christmas movie, then Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so that, I'm my own worst enemy sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I loved catch me if you can. That's a, great film uh and yeah i love it when christmas pops up in movies it's like oh all right we can watch this um you know at christmas time if we wanted to so <laughs> yep yep yeah definitely and i think i think that the last scene too ends around christmas when he's frank is uh talking to carl and he's about to leave and he's like oh i'm gonna go see my daughter for i think he says for christmas i can't remember but yeah oh just christmas every time anything important happens it's it's always christmas so mm. yeah yeah, and then you get another classic John Williams soundtrack for a Christmas oh movie. Oh gosh, yeah. that's such a good score. I absolutely yeah. love the score for that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a if I remember right, it's like a jazzy kind of sound to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very yeah jazzy and kind of like free flowing and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Yeah. All right, it's the moment we've been waiting for. It's number one. What do you got? My number one underrated Christmas movie has to be. Arthur Christmas. Oh, um, okay. As you guys might be aware from the list so far, I'm I do like a lot of kind of quote unquote alternative Christmas movies, stuff that isn't like obvious, like, oh, we're hitting you in the face the whole time with Christmas mm-hmm. stuff. This is the exception. This movie has so much heart. It is all about it's wall-to-wall Christmas. A hundred percent of the movie is all set on Christmas. It's all about Christmas. It's all about what the spirit of Christmas means and giving and like caring and just 
it's not about being selfish and like being like, oh, I want you to have this gift because I want you to like it. It's all about like bringing joy to the world and stuff like that. And the character of Arthur, he's so just kind-hearted and good. And you see all the kind of like way Christmas has been cor corporatized and just even Santa is just kind of corporatized and and nobody in it is like a bad person, but they're all kind of, you know, deluded by other things that are not really as important as as the things that they should be doing and and it's so for those reasons i just love it and it's also got some i love a movie with like good christmas lore like they always try mm -hmm. to explain like oh well what would santa be like and how long is there multiple santas or is he immortal or like what's going on and the the lore that they present in this movie is really cool and just the way that technology modern technology has been mixed with the santa magic i think is really innovative and interesting in the way they just kind of globe hopping and seeing these different Christmases happening in different places in the world and different cultures. Um, so it's a Christmas movie that I watch every year. I really freaking love it. Really great voice performances in it too. Mm. Um, honestly, it might be my favorite Christmas movie just flat out. It's actually uh, one I haven't seen oh. uh, yet and I need to uh, because the voice talent on there you know, like all my favorite actors <laughs> practically yeah. are in there yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's one of those things that that um i can't remember when it came out and, and or if my kids were a little too young or a little too old when it came out so i just kind of missed it um i can't remember now it was early 2000s i think wasn't it i think like it was around 2012 -ish, oh okay 2011 somewhere somewhere in that like uh that so, time period a little bit later yeah yeah that probably um, the, my kids probably would have thought they were too old for it by that point. But mm. <laughs> they're, although they're uh, they're all teenagers now, so uh, yeah, I can't watch anything with them anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is a, a nice mix. You got some uh, got some cozy sounding films. You got some if you'd like it a little more action packed. Uh, you got a nice mix there. So yeah, yeah. So as we're heading into September. You know, that's uh, for a lot of us, that's the unofficial start of the Christmas season. <laughs> I see the leaves changing color. It must mean it's Christmas time. So <laughs> these will be some great movies to get you started on uh, getting in the Christmas mood. So you think that uh, Arthur Christmas might be your favorite Christmas film of all time? It's pretty close to the top. It's certainly up there. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, 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 uh, there's like two or three probably that are in contention, but Arthur Christmas is, is, you know, in the running for sure. Yeah. I, I have, uh, a, a couple, it, it probably depends on when I've seen them last, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I really like, uh, the Santa Claus, uh, mm. with Tim Allen, um, that came out when I was a teenager and just, so there's a lot of nostalgia to it now and as well as just i enjoy it and yeah that's probably my favorite one but um yeah. like that one that jim carrey grinch is another good one i love mm -hmm. I, I i think that one is maybe one i would say is i don't know underappreciated by some but <laughs> <laughs> i understand why <laughs> jim carrey's not for everyone so <laughs> Ron Howard is so is real hit or miss for me. I'm like sometimes he'll make like the greatest movie ever, and sometimes he'll just make because I guess he's just like a studio guy. Yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I I grew up on Ace Ventura and uh, The Mask mm -hmm. and all that. So oh, he's he's in the Christmas movie. This is a dream come true. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I I like to uh, ask my guests uh, just some Christmas related questions. Uh, you you told me you're a big christmas fan so that's always yep, great yep. to to meet another uh christmas nut 
I wanted to ask then, do you have a favorite tradition that uh, you and your family do at Christmas time, or maybe from when you were a kid that you can look back on with uh, fondness? That's, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I love with that we get, you know, uh, I always head up uh, now to my, my parents' house uh, uh, every Christmas. And we used to, back in the day, uh, my aunts and my mom like would rotate like every Christmas and Thanksgiving, they, each one of them would host. So we'd always get to go see all my cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. But now we just kind of go, just me and my brothers to my, my mom's house. And I think one of my favorite Christmas things is just getting the stocking beforehand. Like we always get the stocking. My mom still to this day will like fill us up the big old, even though we're all in our thirties, like big old stocking full of mm -hmm. just like all of like our favorite sweets and just everything. And just having that, like kind of just like hanging by the mantle. And, and it's funny. Cause like, we'll, you know, a lot of times we'll go over there Christmas Eve and stuff like that too. And my parents will still, still get up, in the middle of the night and, and, and put down all the Christmas presents for us. I just think that's, that's, that's pretty funny. Oh, Santa came. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even in your thirties, Santa still uh, thinks of you. So that's always nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I remember, uh, and I, I think I've shared this one on our, on the podcast before, but when I was in early twenties, my dad had remarried and, so I, I finally got to spend Christmas with him and my, my stepmom. And, uh, you know, I'm 20, 21 years old or so. And I went to visit them and, uh, Christmas morning, they come into our bedroom and, and they're dressed in these crazy Christmas pajamas and <laughs> Santa hats on, and they've got jingle bells are ringing and <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, wow, guys, <laughs> I'm a grown up, but this is funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. My dad was wearing a pair of, um, I think they were like Christmas boxers. He had them on over long johns or something. Mm -hmm. And Santa, big face of Santa right on his rear end. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> that That's was, funny. that was fun. That was so That's fun. That's good. Yeah. That's a good way to, yeah. Good way to kick off Christmas. That's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> how about, uh, how about a favorite gift that you've been given? So I was thinking about this. And, you know, every kid loves to get that toy, you know, like the, you know, if in the Christmas story, he's all about like the, the red rocket BB gun or whatever it's called. Mm. And for me, I, I'm a big, I'm a big video game person. And when I got my Nintendo DS, it was mm. like, have you ever seen that video of the kid on the internet who gets the Nintendo 64 and he just loses his mind? Like, he's like, mm. Nintendo 64, like that was, I mean, that actually, I think it honestly, you know what? I mean, the DS was cool, but I did get an N64 when I was even younger. So probably the N64, like mm. I still have that thing. I have played so many hours of GoldenEye and just every other game on that. And so getting getting the N64 for Christmas, you know, they even made that movie about it last year, that Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the N64, it was the original Nintendo, but um, with Neil Patrick, oh my gosh, the name's uh, escaping uh, you. 8-Bit Christmas? Thank you, yeah, 8-Bit Christmas, yeah. yeah. So it's that same kind of thing about like, oh my gosh, we're getting a Nintendo for Christmas. And yeah. that sounds, you know, like I'm sure I could pick something like more, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I got this thing that was handmade or whatever. But I'm like, no, N64, that was great. <laughs> oh, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, I, I can remember getting the original Nintendo. Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was for Christmas, uh, but my, my dad actually just bought it 
um, cause he, he's a kid at heart <laughs> and <laughs> I, I remember I was maybe eight or nine or something. I was pretty young, but mm-hmm. you know, I thought, wow, this is so cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Since you watch a lot of movies, uh, I, I'm going to throw this one. I, I just thought about mm-hmm. this question this afternoon. Um, who do you think has been the best on-screen Santa? Ooh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, Kurt Russell has got it. I haven't even seen yeah. like those movies the whole way through, but just like watching, seeing the bits and pieces of it, he just has the, the all the elements you would want where he's kind of, he's like jolly and just like, oh, oh it is you, Kurt Russell's so affable, but also like, I wouldn't mess with him. You know, like you, you like Santa's got to have like, not necessarily like an edge, but he's got to be like a figure. Like he's a big, just mm-hmm. intimidating, like dude who's like, oh, you got to believe that he's like a powerhouse that can just get around the whole world in one night. And Kurt Russell just has that little bit of magic, you know, that you're like, yeah, maybe Kurt, yeah, Kurt Russell, like he could, he could really be Santa. So I think he's got to be, he's got to be my pick. Uh, we, we've seen both of those films. Uh, they're a favorite of my kids. Uh, when I first heard he was playing Santa, I'm like, oh, that's that's an unusual choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm used to his action films and things like that. Uh, but this was a whole other side to him. And, and I, I thought he did a very good job uh, as, yeah. as Santa. Yeah. And I, I love the ongoing joke about him you know, he sees pictures of himself, you know, fat and jolly and, he, and he's getting mad because he's not that fat, you know, <laughs> he's, he's getting angry. And... I'm not that fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. No, he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, I'd say he's probably one of my favorite ones. I have a real fondness for Ed Asner's in, in Elf. He's, he's, yeah, he's pretty freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, got a little grouchy side. He's got a <laughs> jolly side, but um, there's just something about that performance I really I really like. I, I would I would probably say him or, you know, I, I like Tim Allen's film, but I don't know if maybe it's the way he looks as Santa. It doesn't quite look right, you know. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ed Asner, you know, even Kurt Russell just have that something about them that, okay, yeah, you look like Santa. Yeah. Uh, although um, now that Tim Allen's gonna be doing a I guess a Santa Claus miniseries or something oh yeah something uh, for disney plus yeah. for disney plus and he's probably older now he'll probably look better at santa now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, i'm interested to see that so <laughs> yeah another one i want to just throw out quickly too is mm-hmm. richard attenborough like i think he's oh yeah. you know like yeah i don't love that film but i think he is just he is what you would if you look at a christmas card and he's the santa that's going to be on the christmas card yeah um, what uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the, the yeah, remake? Yeah, uh, 94, yeah. yeah. Well, I have an unpopular opinion about that one, too. I <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that one better than the original one, but that was the first time I saw the movie was with that one, and then mm-hmm. I, I didn't see the original first. So, I mean, it came out, and I was probably 15 or 16 when it came out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like this better, <laughs> so I don't know. I think it just depends on your exposure and stuff like that i guess but yeah oh yeah i'd like to ask what about christmas music are you a big christmas music fan or i like a lot of like christmas stuff but like it's the more modern slash alternative christmas stuff mm-hmm. like um every year for like i don't remember how many years like 12 or 13 years the killers released a christmas song um and they compiled all of them it's called don't waste your wishes i i will listen to that 
religiously every Christmas. There's so many just great kind of off the wall Christmas songs. And some are like a lot more sad and somber. And, you know, mm-hmm. some are a little bit more like fun and just like weird and like, don't shoot me. Santa Claus is just it, they. So I killers are one of my favorite bands, like I alluded to earlier. Yeah. And, you know, them doing all that Christmas stuff is great, but you know, there, there's so many alternative rock bands that have made Christmas stuff. It'll be either be like originals or it'll be, you know, a, a new interpretation of a Christmas song. Like, Oh, here's jingle bell rock, but it's, you know, kind of like sped up or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, everything from, you know, like the original Jingle Bell Rock onward, I like a lot of that stuff a lot. Um, and also I just love, because it's so weird, but it's so good. It's the uh, Little Drummer Boy with David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Have you ever mm. seen that? Yeah. Where, yeah, the YouTube video, if anyone hasn't seen it, look it up. It's so interesting because David Bowie just shows up and is like, Hello there, Bing Crosby. I just came by to borrow some sugar. I live next door. And Bing Crosby's like, oh, you're the, you're the young fellow, David Bowie. You want to sing Little Drama Boy? And then he just starts singing. I don't know. It's so weird. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That um, that was very strange. That was a very strange one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't did Saturday Night Live do a, a parody of that, I think, with um, Will, Will Ferrell and... John C. Riley, I think they that did sounds right. I'm gonna have yeah. to look that up. That's that sounds that sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> yeah, it just it was so weird. They just I, I feel like they did it pretty much beat for beat, just a copy of what they did. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think is a good time to start decorating for Christmas? For me, I think it's the day after Thanksgiving. Like, mm-hmm. like, like literally, like Black Friday for me is like now it's christmas um i think thanksgiving you know i'm not one of those people like if people want to throw up decorations beforehand i'm not gonna be like a, a scrooge or a grinch about it but for me i love christmas and i just i love that it's it's special that it's it's limited you know like like it's with like the marvel movies like i love marvel movies but now mm-hmm. there's so many of them that they're a little bit less special because they're always happening and i feel the same way about christmas it's like okay when christmas is like the whole year, it's not as special anymore for it's a big chunk of the year. Mm. And it's like, uh, I live in Southern California. So I have, you know, grown up going to Disneyland my whole life. And they have the, um, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay for anyone who isn't aware is uh, of the Haunted Mansion is, uh, you know, it runs from pretty much now, I think it starts in September, and it goes until, you know, February, I think. So it's like, almost like a quarter of the year, if not more, of it is like Christmas decoration. I'm like, well, if it's, and I think it even comes in and out other points of the year too. So I'm like, well, if it's, if it's Christmas in this ride, as much, as much as it's not Christmas, it's not special anymore. It's just a flip of the coin. Like, which one are you going to get? Um, so yeah. I do like to, at least for me, uh, I'm like, okay, like ease into it. Like ease into, I love the holiday season. It's like, okay, cool. First we're, you get Halloween and you do all the spooky stuff. And then it's like, okay, we're going to tone down a little bit with the fall and Thanksgiving. And that kind of builds up towards Christmas. And then you have a whole month of Christmas and then it's, and then you still get new year's after this. It's just like, that's why I love the holiday. It's because you just kind of, you're coming down from the holiday season, but there's still a little bit, a little bit of last uh, holiday joy for you there in new year. So it's kind of like, you know, an uptick and then just kind of a slow down rather than like, all right, an on switch, I guess is mm. the best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. We usually decorate right after Thanksgiving. No, I, I, I'll i joke with my family that I would decorate early if, if they would let me. Um, but, <laughs> but honestly, I'm not, 
I'm not sure I would. Um, I might decorate maybe the week of Thanksgiving, but yeah, there is something about that build up to, you know, after this day, it is now socially acceptable for me to, to fly my <laughs> Christmas flag, you know, <laughs> and like, all right, I'm normal now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like but, you get a pass by having a Christmas podcast. You can well, just do okay. whatever you want. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I live in Iowa and today it's, it's an upper eighties, low nineties temperature wise. And it, so when it gets warm, it just doesn't feel that Christmassy to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, now I, I will listen to music usually around September. I, I, I start listening to Christmas music more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do have a couple special albums I wait for till December itself, but I, I, I like the music and I like to listen to it outside of the season, but um, I, I do usually just do it in earphones so I don't irritate everyone around me because <laughs> <laughs> not everyone agree is on the same page with me on that. So, <laughs> but that's the, like you said, the fun of this podcast. I can explore my hobby with others who want to talk about it, you know, in in the middle of August or July or something. <laughs> I always, yeah. yeah, Christmas in July. I always, um, I love that because I remember for some reason it was like a big thing on like ABC Family every year when I was growing up. Sure. They're like, ah, oh, Christmas in July, and they would throw on all the old like Rankin Bass. Uh, you know, things which, you know, Jack Frost is another one that I could have mentioned as an underrated Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's only 30 minutes long. So that's why I left it off. Mm. And it's, you know, kind of also a Groundhog's Day movie. And so it doesn't really work. But that's that's one of my my favorite, like weird ones is is uh, the Jack Frost Rankin Bass special where it's, yeah. it's Jack Frost versus a steampunk army. <laughs> that one's kind of trippy, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah it's it's weird. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, I love talking these movies with you and um, in in Christmas with you. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yep. Folks want to check out your podcast. Where can they find it? Yeah. So everywhere that you hear this podcast, um, we are on all podcast apps. So however you listen to this, just look up uh, underrated or undercast company. Um, that's the name that of uh, the you know me, me and my friends use when we are making podcasts. So uh, check us out there. Just search Undercast Company on any podcast device or on YouTube, and we'll come up. Uh, we've covered I think of the movies I mentioned here. We covered The Holiday, uh, Arthur Christmas, and um, a couple other Christmas movies too uh, that uh, didn't I didn't make this list. But I also wrote on Medium. Uh, I write on Medium sometimes, and I wrote one about how Crutch Me If You Cran is a Christmas movie. So if you want to hear my more in-depth thoughts, just look me up, Derek McDuff, on Medium as well. And then you had mentioned there was an article by, was it Mikey Newman that you said? What what makes yeah. a Christmas movie? Yeah, a video. It's a really interesting video essay that he did. Um, I can't. He paired with another YouTuber. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they. It's it's kind of like, he breaks down like all these different categories of like, is this Christmassy? Is this Christmas? And he's like, and the, the, what he says is like, we shouldn't decide if something is a Christmas movie, but how much of a Christmas movie mm. is. And he kind of like gives everything a point rating system. It's a really interesting watch. I, I definitely mm. would check it out. Uh, well, Derek, thanks for coming on. Uh, would love to have you back on again. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind. So thank you for coming on and hope you have a, a good rest of your summer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, Merry, uh, Merry summer to you. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Well, there you go. Some great films to get you in the Christmas mood. As of today of this recording, there are 100 days until Christmas uh, and some great films to get you started on that journey. I don't really have any other news to wrap up with other than make sure you are following me on my social media accounts and and be sure this Wednesday night that you're uh, on YouTube. Uh, I think it'll be broadcast through the Christmas Clatter uh, YouTube channel. So I'll make sure that there are links uh, in my social media accounts. Real quick, if you'd like to help support the show in a financial way, um, you can make a donation on ko-fi.com and uh, the links will be in the show notes there and uh, I'll send you a Christmas card and a, a bookmark or sticker as my way of saying thank you. Also, I got a new t-shirt designed that says Christmas Nerd on it. I, I will probably be wearing it Wednesday night. You can check it out then. And uh, I really was am happy with how it turned out. You can find uh, that in the links below on the Teespring website. Yeah, so I believe I'll be back next week uh, with another Christmas story for you. A lot of good stuff coming in the month of October. Uh, So until then, I just want to remind you to be kind to each other and to do good and that we will honor Christmas in our heart and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.